0: Good afternoon, December the sixteenth, and uh, today we're gonna uh, have a uh, thing about choosing, making a choice. Now, now you hear you hear on TV, and uh, uh, people saying that uh, you know the way you vote, and uh, who you vote for, is a choice, and uh, the politicians are saying that elections have consequences. Well, that is true. And so it's a lot of uh, uh, things that we choose in life has consequences, all right? Now, uh, there's also this thing here, you know, that uh, uh, sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. So "What does that mean?" Well, sometimes I feel like getting an almond joy candy bar. It has nuts, and the uh, the mounds has no nuts in it. So, choosing like that, it don't it don't have much consequences, and uh, it it will it's not going to hurt me that much, either either which candy bar or choose, and and uh, but in the book of Deuteronomy God told the nation of Israel I set before you this day eh? Okay, life and death and so God gave my choice and and uh, do you want life or do you want death now most people would would choose life <coughs> and uh, but they don't really consider what all comes with that choice. And uh, that means they may have to give up some habits. It means they may have to live a different way, maybe a different place, and uh, do things that are different when we choose life. And, uh, and just like in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus shows uh, uh, people there in Israel that uh, there are two paths. And uh, the narrow path, okay, leads into life everlasting. The broad way leads to destruction. Now, in there, he says that in the the broad way, where many go in, he says that it leads to destruction. But the narrow way, and few there be, Will lead to life everlasting now you get to choose it is up to you to choose which one you want to go which path you want to take but the thing is you don't get to choose the consequences of that choice and uh, the uh, the path you choose is going to determine in what is going to be the outcome the consequences Either it's going to be eternal life or destruction and death. It's going to be the narrow way or the broad way. And so, having uh, pick a choice, that is something that every person does. Alright? Now, uh, when we talk about choosing, that that means that it is up to us. And uh, we need to know, understand, what will happen when we choose, uh, uh what kind of life we're going to have, and uh, who we're going to serve. Now, in Romans chapter six, the Bible tells us, you know that that, uh, uh we will either choose, hey, to be servants unto bondage, and uh, or we will have the opportunity to serve in righteousness and so there there are two choices right there and and that's what we need to uh, understand today okay? <coughs> that when you choose life that means that Christ is this life you are choosing and when you choose that life that means that you have to do what is required what is expected. Now, just like you know, when uh, 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 people go to work. And uh, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of people would rather set their own time, set their own wages, and set what kind of work they do. But most times they don't get to. And uh, it is what the employer wants you to do when you hire on. Alright? Remember, choosing is something that we need to be uh, to do and be expected now remember it is a choice that is deliberate that is conscious on purpose and so when we do that jesus tells us okay that uh, he wants us to follow him if we choose life we're choosing salvation We're choosing the life of Christ. We are choosing that we will follow him. And uh, when uh, he made that uh, choice, he knew who will choose and what they will choose. And just like today, uh, he knows what we're going to choose. He knows what we're going to do. And uh, so... We're going to look at this, and uh, we're going to read the book of Luke, chapter 14, beginning in verse 20 to 27, all right? Now, it's going to sound harsh, and, and, uh, and almost like uh, uh, Jesus is trying to thin out the crowd. And, and uh, there were a lot of people that were following him. And uh, but he turns and speaks to them, and by being a disciple, a disciple means somebody that is wanting to learn, wanting to follow, wanting to do. And so that's why he says, "I want you to choose. I'm not going to make you. You choose." All right. Now here's how it reads in Luke 14. Okay, beginning in verse 20. 27. Now, this, this, this is what it
1: says, alright? And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed, and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the whole and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of these men which were were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brother, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple.
0: Now... (coughs) In there he says that uh, if you come after me, if you follow me, if you're gonna be my disciple, he said he said you first you gotta hate your mother or your father, eh? Wife or husband and children, and even your own life. Now you say well wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the Bible says that we ought to love our family and that we ought to uh, entreat one another in kindness. And uh, how can we do that if Jesus wants us to hate him? But we didn't understand what the word hate means. Hate simply means here that uh, to love less. Now, uh, if you love somebody less and you love christ more that means the person that you love less means they're going to experience more love from you by loving christ and those that uh, that uh, put christ first they will love the family more than if the family was first now uh, in this choosing, you know that uh, uh, the Lord God Himself said in uh, Romans chapter nine. In Romans chapter nine, the, you know the Bible says that uh, uh, that God says, "Esau have I hated, but Jacob I have loved." Now, when you get when you get to thinking about that, hey, the uh, the word Jacob means a deceiver, surplanter. And uh, Jacob was a rascal. But personally, (coughs) Esau was of a better character. Personally, people got along with Esau better than they did with Jacob. But why would God choose that? Well, it's simply because God knew what was in them two boys. Now, uh Jacob wanted the birthright that would belong to Esau, so he deceives his own dad, and uh, Isaac and he takes a, uh, a goat skin, puts it on his hand, and goes and, and serves him his venison and which Esau loved now here's what happened yeah? Isaac was blind. Now, I understand that because I'm blind. And uh, everything I do, I have to feel. I can't see. All right? Now, here's what he did. He went up there and, and uh, told his father, Isaac, give me my birthright. And Isaac reached down and touched Jacob by the arm. But he felt a hairy arm, which Esau was. And uh, Jacob, he went on his feeling, not what he knew. And so what uh, Jacob did, he deceived and and, uh, got the birthright from Isaac, his father. And when uh, Esau came back, Esau was mad about that and asked for the blessing. Isaac said, I've already given it and 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 so God had a way of working this out if we had left it up to him, but Isaac went on his feeling. Now, a lot of people today they go on their feelings, and uh, their uh, uh, relationship is based on feeling, not what they know because they may not know very much. all right now this thing of choosing. Now, here's, here's, what, here's what we got to do. Okay? That means the things that we have or the people that we love or the places that we want to go, Okay, hold them loosely. Have a soft grip on them. Just like a lot of people, they have a soft grip upon their salvation. And they have a loose grip upon the, uh, the salvation that God has given them. All right, now listen. <clears throat> when we have a, a loose grip, he should let go. And that's why, I, that's why a, lot, a lot of people, they, they will hesitate about the time of their Bible reading and time they'll be praying. And uh, they will think twice about giving uh, to the Lord of, uh, of their tithes and their offering. And uh, <clears throat> they have a loose grip on their salvation and the Lord, but they have a tight grip on their money. and and and, uh, and that's why today that there are a lot of people, I can't say they are saved, they profess to be saved, but they have a loose grip on their salvation. And it's easy to let go of that and do what they want to do. Go where they want to go. Say what they want to say. And have the things they want to have. To have a loose grip on the Lord, but a tight grip upon what they want. And, and so, and that's why Jesus said, you know, if you're going to come after me, he said, there are things you got to do. And uh, it does not mean have an ill feeling toward your family members. It does not mean you are to uh, uh, think bad thoughts about your family. That's not what it means. It it is meaning if you have a choice. Do I want to serve the Lord? Or do I want to please my family? Do I want to do what God says and the Word of God? Or... Do I just kind of <laughs> drop that, and lose grip, and do what I feel like my family wants to do or what my family wants me to be? And so uh, today, we're talking about making a choice and choosing. Remember, it does have consequences and the results are not up to us and uh, it is up to us though to choose life or death narrow way or the broad way right and uh, have the things we want or do what the lord wants us to do and so today it is about making a choice and uh, and so i uh heard about this man for twenty years. He tried to build a business up in the first ten years. i mean he uh just uh tried to scratch out a living and then things c- kind of picked up and uh but he neglected his family. He only went to church part time, and uh, the other time he would go to work and try to build his business up, and try to make money. And but he was so unhappy, so uncertain, guilt-ridden, and uh, and he did not have calmness in his heart. He was restless, and and uh, and, and and so confused, and so. One day he knelt down beside the uh, the office desk where he was sitting and said, "Lord, I'm going to give up what I was pursuing I'm going to give up what I was trying to do and this business, the hours and uh, and the volume of of uh, Hours I've put in and the money I've put in. Lord, I want to give you this business. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. You'll be first in my life. And my family will be second. And then my work. And And this is what I determine. And this is what I choose. And he got up, finished the day, and went home. He was happy, had joy in his heart. And for the first time in many years, he went to bed and went to sleep right away. But about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the same night, (coughs) the phone rang. And the uh, man on the other end of that telephone and said, sir, called his name out. He said, you better get down here to your work, your business. He said, that thing had gone up in flames. So the guy gets up, puts his clothes on, drives down to his work, and that thing is just a roaring blaze. Fireman is trying to put it out, but it's almost all gone. And so people ask him, how come you're so calm? Why aren't you frantic and panicking? You, this is your life. This is what this went up. This is all what you worked for. And the man said, yesterday, I knelt down beside my desk. I gave this to the Lord. It's not mine. If he wants to burn it up, it's his to burn. But I gave it to the Lord. It is not mine anymore. And there may be consequences. But we are willing to sacrifice whatever comes up. And we are willing to make that decision. And... uh, knowing what may happen. And so uh, Jesus said, I want you to pick up your cross daily and follow me. See, the thing about Christian living, it is a daily thing, not Sunday to Sunday. It's a daily thing. And so we need to be aware that the life we have, the things that we do, places we go, They are temporary. Kind of like a lot of people, they're temporary in their service to God. A lot of them, they are part-time Christians. And uh, if they really are Christians at all. Now, some people have the idea that, you know, you can just drop out and do what you want to do or what you feel like you need to do then you can clunk back in later on. and uh, but, but remember the, the verses previously? The Lord made a great supper and he bid them to come. And each one of them made an excuse. I cannot come. And uh, I have bought this land. Then I said, I cannot come. I bought these oxen. I cannot come. I have married a wife. I cannot come. Now let me ask you something. What woman is there out there that would not want to be taken to a supper in the evening? <laughs> if you ask uh, your wife or girlfriend, somebody, and uh, by going to supper, they'll say yes. Let's go. I'll get my coat. And this man made an excuse, I cannot come. And, and so, have me excused. Now, the excuses right there, they did not come. They missed out on the greatest blessing. They missed out. And uh, consequences does not always mean bad. There are good consequences. And, like uh, uh the three that had been to the supper, all three of them gave gave an excuse why they can't come. they missed out on the greatest blessings and so and that's why that uh when we choose life or death, light or darkness, God or Satan, whatever we choose, hey. Heaven or hell, whatever we choose, there are consequences there, both good and both bad. And so I pray today that when you read Luke 14, that uh, Father, down on the verse, sit down, count the cost. Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to? To accept what is coming, will I be able to bear it? Will I be able to take it? And uh, he first sat down to build a tower, and and uh, so anyway, he didn't have enough, and he just laid the foundation. Now that tower was like on in a, a vineyard, and uh, to watch and uh, and make sure they were protected. The vineyard was protected and cultivated and cared for. But without that tower, it suffered loss. So today, when we choose life, we choose salvation, we choose to follow Christ. That means here there is good consequences. But if not, I hope you haven't dropped out I hope you haven't quit. And the first step is get your Bible and read again. And say, Lord, I'm I'm back. I pray you'll accept me. I have repented of my sins. And I want to give everything up. And I want to choose you and and that's what gideon said choose you this day whom you will serve but it's for me and my house we will serve the lord so anyway you will never regret you will never be sorry you will never have to repent if you choose christ and follow Him. In the book of John, the Bible says in closing, He that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness. And when you go your own way, you are risking a walking in darkness and stumbling and falling. And so this day, I want you to choose life Choose Christ, and He will not leave you in a place where He cannot sustain you, where He cannot look after you, where He cannot equip you, where He cannot enable you and empower you to do what He wants you to do. The grace of God is that vast and And uh, the mercy of God is so rich. The love of God is so rich. We need to understand that. When we follow Him, we love Him and are obedient. Amen. Father in heaven, I pray. Dear Lord, you help us to choose the right path. Help us choose the right leader. Help us to choose the right Lord. And help us to choose the uh, right way of serving you. And help us to not serve sin. Help us to serve in righteousness. And we thank you, Lord, for this. And I pray somebody may choose life. as Christ to save them. as Christ to purchase them with his own blood. And wash away their sins, and have a new life. And we will thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And have a good day. Thank you.